RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena manages to stabilize Tuca, and they make an invisible mad dash to a nearby canal to escape the prying eyes of additional hitmen posted outside. They return to Athena's apartment, hoping that Pavi can assist with Tuka's severe wounds, and Athena and Pavi get a chance to air some unspoken worries to each other. After they realize Tuka's wounds need further assistance, Athena needs to get to the spire and find Roja. She checks on Zadal as she's picking out some less bloody clothes, and is about to head out when she's stopped by Thalassica, who informs her that she and Zadal had a little chat. Athena, you are in your bedroom with a very sleepy and somewhat loopy Zadal. Your music player has come to life, emitting the voice of Thalassica, who I believe just said... He was serenading this room with his lovely voice, and then we decided to have a little chat. Oh, a little chat! Just a little chat! Those are, those are super fun. Love having chats. What about? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid it was confidential. Oh, it's my least favorite kind of chat then. Okay, what's, what's, uh, what's up, Thalassica? Why don't you meet me down in the garage, and we can have ourselves a little chat instead. Uh, how did you know I was heading there anyway? Just get downstairs. Hate to keep you waiting. She puts the shirt back on the music player. She knows she's still in there, but... <laughs> Pocket, and she looks to Zidal and says, "Apparently, I gotta go. I'll see you later, I guess." Duty calls. Yeah, it always seems to. I'm not gonna lock the door, but don't, please don't shoot anybody. I it I will do my best not to. I know it hasn't come up yet because the gun is off. Thank you, but I gotta go. Okay, goodbye. Okay, uh, no, bye. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves. She goes and gets changed and goes downstairs with her tactile neck, black, sleek regulator badge on her hip. Nice. She's a picture of regulation. <laughs> She's regulated this outfit. Mm-hmm. Athena clomps down the stairs a little more clompily than she usually would. Like, she's a heavy stepper, don't get me wrong. Pavi and Tuka are still milling about in the area downstairs. Pavi appears to have brought Tuka a plate of food, which includes the meat she was searing when you entered the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smells pretty delicious down here. No time for delicious meats right now. (laughs) She's got a job to do. Tuka is uh, sprawled on the couch with her legs out and the plate is on her chest and she's sort of shoveling the food up towards her mouth. We all been there. Trying not to (laughs) let it fall anywhere. 
but she's got a more snake-like neck, so she's got maybe more dexterity than Athena might have. That would not go as well, and hasn't in the past. As you're coming down the stairs, Tuka sees you and then has a guilty look on her face as she's frozen with fork to mouth, bent over this plate (laughs) on her chest as she's lying prone. Athena waves a hand, like, don't stop on my account. I gotta, I gotta go. Oh, where you off to? Uh, first to the garage to get my bike and have a chat with the woman in our appliances. And then to the spire to get Roja to, you know, fix you. Uh, well, I still think I'm gonna be fine, you know, given time and all that. Given time, sure, but... That's not super a a luxury we have at the moment. Rumples her nostrils a little bit, but she said, yeah, I guess you're right. Polly says, well, have a nice chat with the lady in our appliances. She says, glancing about the kitchen, shiftily, suspicious of anything that could be plugged in or powered by an external source. Athena leans down to Pavi out of the side of her mouth. She's definitely in our can opener, right? I don't know how it's going to happen when it goes off. Where's it going to come out of? It's going to be loud, though. Poppy looks very tired all of a sudden. Yeah, I guess. It shouldn't take too long, so hoping to be back before... You know, I was going to say back before sunrise, but I guess that doesn't... Hmm. Welcome home. I'll, I'll get there eventually. She nods to you. Probably. Turns to go about tidying up the kitchen. Poppy, is my bike Okay. Is it good to go, or did it get too dinged up to drive? It has a couple of holes in it, but it'll I'll get it repaired. It'll be fine. Mm, Is it something I could fix real quick? Are these bullet holes critical bullet holes, or can I kind of just smooth them over? When she says that with an arcing hand motion, she makes something in the room that's metal ripple. Uh, you, You can probably fix it. I just didn't really want it to be out in circulation with a bunch of holes in it, so I think it'll be fine. Sure. Cool. Well, I'm going to take that so I have less chance that I will get accosted on my way to work. That sounds good. I guess I'm going to go find Roja and ask her to come on over. All right. We'll be okay here. Don't worry. Okay. She nods to you with a, a small smile. Athena nods and tries to smile. It's more in her eyes. I think Pavi gets that. Tuka. Yeah. Tuka lifts a hand and says, thank you for, uh, you know, saving my life. That was that was nice of you. Well, endangering and then saving. So I think the, the slate's kind of even on that one. Yeah. All right, if you say so, I'm just going to... I do. ...sit here and have more of this delicious food. Javi, my legs hurt. Can I have more, please? <laughs> Can you bring me more? Pavi turns to you and gives you kind of a flat... Like I think Athena takes like her you're plate leaving, to you're, fill it up. You're leaving me with this. Athena refills Tuka's plate before she leaves. Pavi gives you a like that's right <laughs> kind of smile. She says, "Go on, get out of here. It'll be fine." All right, I'm sure I can persuade Roja to come on over before too long. So don't get in any scraps while I'm gone. I'll try. Mm-hmm. Athena's gonna go to the garage. And as you pull the door closed to head out, probably just hear chatter between Pavi and Tuka beginning conversation across the room. The stuffiness of the garage hits you as you enter. It's cloying, maybe with a touch of moisture 
and the scent of that Cory ozone mixed in after Pavi had smashed up those crystals. The lights buzz to life and maintain a pleasant hum in your ears as they ease the strain on your eyes. She catches a little bit of that must and flicks on the ventilator fan. She can't have Pavi coming down to a dusty garage to work. <laughs> dusty, musty. Starts air circulation. Wonderful. There is... <laughs> Alright, this might be a stretch. <laughs> Do you remember in gym class in grade school... They're like little boards with wheels that you'd slide around on. Yes, I love those. Those were the best days. You got to race on them. I don't know what they're actually called, but practically in a garage type environment, it would probably be used for laying on your back and getting under something. Yeah. One of those wheels itself into the center of the room. And then there's a small shimmer of blue light. The holographic form of a hooded thalassica shimmers into existence just out in the open area and they cross their arms and look like they're leaning on their hip a bit as they wait for you to come in. Oh, well, she goes in and I think she looks down at the very non-mechanical wheelie thing, just points at it. Isn't it easier to start with something mechanical? That seems like a tough job. It wheels itself around. Holographic form is sort of moving about and it is your size. Well, I suppose that depends on what your end goal is. A couple of minor modifications is usually the best route. Not to get to the point of it, but I've got to go do an interrogation, and I kind of figured you you know everything's cool because you didn't check in with me right away about, like, Troy being dead and whatever, because that was my job, and it's done. Finished it up. What else you got for me? <laughs> she says, shaking her head, and... <laughs> She knows she's in just absurdly deep. Well, I didn't check in with you right away because you've had company, but yes, I knew you were alive, and I'm glad you made it. I gotta say, me too. It was a near thing. And Harlan is taken care of? See, uh, yeah, I thought he was. Generally, when you put that much energy into a dude, they just blow up. But he didn't leave an imprint on the island. And there was some weird shit going on with Isaac, so now I'm a little worried they might be sharing a brainscape or whatever the fuck. So I gotta go check and make sure that's not what's happened. But maybe, fingers crossed, I just killed him really well. So as you're saying all this, Thalassica's posture changes and becomes more alert and businesslike. It looks like they're pacing as the wheelie cart begins to squeak its way around the room. <laughs> Dolly itself about. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strange image because Thalassica makes no noise on their end, but then as the image appears to be walking, the the Dolly speeds up in time with the pace of a stride. So it's been hard to program. <laughs> Thalassica's image shakes its head when you're talking about the imprint being gone and sharing brains and all that stuff. It should be impossible. If he's dead, he's dead. If he's not, he's not. But the rest of that doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be possible. Well, there are a lot of shouldn't be possibles thrown around since I got back to the city. Maybe it's just one more. Regardless, I gotta go find Isaac. Tuka stashed him somewhere. I was gonna go do that. But then Olivier sent a hit squad. Don't know how she found Tuka. Probably just followed me, maybe. I don't know. I need to talk to Laverna about the tunnels, what she's been digging up. Could you get in contact with her for me? Yes, I can put out a summons for her. 
Do you want to stipulate a time and place? Athena just waffles her hand around and says, whenever she gets back to you, let me know and we'll go from there, I guess, because I don't know where she is. She could be under for days and then we'd miss a time. You said Isaac was caught in the, I suppose, that blast that everyone seems so fond of discussing. Apparently he almost died, but he didn't, so that's really good news. Yes, it is. Find him and bring him back if you can. Obviously that's uh, pretty high on my to-do list, but you seem to care quite a bit. Baffles me because you don't really seem to care about much. Jerks one shoulder in a shrug, not even bothering to jerk two. I care more than you know, obviously, but... (sighs) Athena, battlefield conditions change. Intelligence is simply information, the best and most accurate information available, but it can still be flawed. And when your intelligence is bad, you walk into a situation unprepared. Even the best laid plans, plans years in the making, can go up in flames. And she's continuing to pace, and the squeak just going in circles around the room. If I had to guess, I'd say you have quite a few plans that are hinging on me personally. Otherwise, why would I be involved? I just don't get it. The wheels come to a halt, roll to face you, and Thalassica stands with arms behind their back. You're not unintelligent, Athena. You can put two and two together. Yes, I have many plans. And what would my personal investment be? Why would I care? Why should I care? I don't think Athena knows. She's been puzzling through this for ages. I mean, I guess it's only three weeks, but it feels like ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. Did you know me before? Before all this garbage happened? Because you said you didn't have to look very hard or at all to find me, which means you knew where I was the whole time. Everything you stated is factual. Could make sense in context. How would I go about finding context? Because I think we both know... If I go about trying to find you, it's going to be a lot messier than if you just tell me. And she knows this is an ask. She knows this is never going to happen. But you never know unless you ask. (laughs) I can appreciate the tenacity with asking the same question over and over again. But you can't continue asking the same question and expect to get a different answer. That's actually a negotiation tactic. Because sometimes the answer just, it changes over time because you just get tired. You just get tuckered out of me asking the same question. And there's that tenacity again. You can't see them smiling, but you can probably hear it in their tone. As I said, battlefield conditions can't change. If you want answers and... Oh, I do. I really do. The best information, the best intelligence is never free. It has to be earned or bought. If you want to know the answer, and you don't have anything to trade, then the best thing you can do is to follow the threads. What threads do you have, Athena? What commonalities exist? Why would I be involved? Well, part of me thinks you're just some Alaricorp spymaster, just like Olivier. Maybe you are Olivier. Maybe that's how you found us. Just know where I am all the time, somehow, because you're in all my fucking appliances. That could be. Again, everything you've said makes sense within context. It's just a matter of finding the correct context. You've never asked, 
how all of these appliances made their way into your home. How do I have the time, the resources to do this? Maybe you're just some rich bastard who has nothing better to do than tinker with toys and send them out places. Or maybe you're just invisible. Maybe you just break in, you just poof through a wall, and just drop, drop stuff off. I'm rarely home. I don't know what goes on here. I can't put cameras around. That's what you're for. And she raises a hand to the hologram. And when you receive help relatively for free or for cheap, then I suppose you can't complain about the results, can you? For cheap? Help? For cheap? I almost died doing your job. I almost beefed it. It was... I exploded. That's not cheap. It depends on how you look at it. You're still alive. You made it. You've learned. You've gotten stronger. You're starting to think for yourself, realizing you can't trust everyone. Or perhaps that you can't trust anyone. Not really. But I work so much better when I can trust people. It's a process. And a skill. Like most others. If you're lucky, then you will find a few that you can count on. But generally, people will disappoint you. It's a fact. You know this to be true. Disappointments. Life is about making your own avenues, overcoming those disappointments and failings. Well, if there's any point you've drilled home, it's that I can't trust anyone. Maybe I can't even trust myself. <laughs> but can I get some advice that I may or may not take? She motions a robed sleeve for you to continue. I don't know how much... Uh you heard of just general conversation tonight you're probably a little busy to be eavesdropping on every conversation but i don't know a pantheon messenger found me and had a real troubling message uh, they seem to know me from before i left and they know i'm involved with all these eyes that are about do you think i should attempt to extort or pay for this info from the messenger what do you think i don't want to piss off too many of the people who so nicely use my service but i'm not exactly made out of resources right now my advice is it's best to remain on neutral terms if not friendly terms with as many assets as possible if you can surround yourself with options, tools, then your chances of success in most avenues will increase. Sometimes the best way to handle those is by force, or coercion, or intimidation, or blackmail, or any other number of, let's say, less scrupulous tactics. And they generally only remain effective when you're outside of the range of threat whoever it is that you're leading along. So my advice to you would be, don't overextend yourself. I'm able to do this because you don't know who I am. You don't know where I am. You don't know what I have access to. You don't know enough. And they hold their arms out to their side, sort of not like super grandiose, but just hold their arms out to the side. That's been my life. So battlefield conditions change. Maybe it won't work that way for you. There's there's a long pause, a thoughtful pause, before Thalassica continues. I know I've been difficult 
perhaps is a diplomatic word to use. I got to where I am by struggling, by suffering and taking what I need. And that's mostly what I've known. But the game I've been playing against Alaricorp, intelligence changes and fails. My plans did not account for a third party, let alone a fourth or a fifth. Just more companies moving in? Sato Novi? These spooky eyes vying for something? Corporations I can handle. They're predictable. They have information I can track. But these... These eyes are an unknown quantity, and based on what you've seen and told me and what I've seen over the last several days and weeks, we have reason to believe they could be in collusion with others. I don't know how they're connected. I don't know if they work together alone. I don't know if they have the capability to do any of this. But if Harlan was, well, we might need to reevaluate things moving forward. You always say Harlan real familiar for a person who wanted him iced. Did he say anything? Anything worth repeating? After I jumped into the the black cloud to make sure he was dead, he said, give someone his regards. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. L- Latora, maybe? But that means nothing to me. Can I look to see and to cast squint at her? See if anything's coming up from that. Thalassica stands silently as you're talking, and then maybe the hood droops down a little towards the ground, and they're in thought. Harlan was smarter than I gave him credit for in the end. Maybe something you share in common. Or maybe not. I guess we'll have to see on that one. Yes. Based on the fact that Harlan is dead, and Isaac is not. What did Isaac do? He helped us. He saw that Harlan was corrupted, crazy, however you want to frame that. And I don't think he would have survived if I hadn't thrown up a big shield made out of a boat. Before all of this, I might have said unbalanced, or perhaps unstable. But given what we know about this red eyes, I don't know. They've been appearing in the city, the last two days especially. He was trying to infect the city. The gas was just a test run, the fog. They're gonna try it again. I gotta find that Karnik. I don't even know who they are, but I gotta find them. Madness. It... I don't understand. If Alaricorp is connected to this, what is the endgame? What's the goal? If it's making people crazy or taking them, I don't know. What's the point? What's the logic? I don't know if there is a point to what these red eyes are doing. I don't know what they're tied to. It seems like purple is more firmly rooted in Alaricorp, just from Olivier, maybe, sending those purple assassins, doing what she does, I guess. Does Thalassica know about... She didn't till now. Okay. <laughs> or she didn't know about Athena's shit at all. That's what I'm questioning, yeah. Unless that came... I mean, there have been conversations in the house that have, like, alluded to some weird shit going on, Mm -hmm. but... Then maybe that's the next stop in the chain. Find Olivier. Oh, God, I'd love to. But I don't even know where to start. She's probably holed up somewhere. She might even be on the surface. 
can you put out feelers to find Isaac's other brother? I assume you mean Veli. Well, he's the only one left alive, isn't he? Yes. He's the last. The way Harlan was talking, he might have taken the warband from him. Because he was talking about, oh, Isaac, you're going to leave him without a... She's trying to do a voice, but it's not going well. She abandons that. You're going to leave the, the, the tribe without a leader again. Implying that he was leading the tribe. But if Isaac left Veli in charge, it seems like there's only one way they like to change leadership that he told me of. And Isaac doesn't want to look for him, but I gotta know if he's alive. Yes, they do enjoy their more primitive ways. Why would Isaac not want to search for his brother? He said he just didn't want to yet. He's probably incredibly ashamed. He ran away after murdering a brother. His whole tribe cast him out. He probably doesn't want to look back. I get it. I have to look back, though, because my back is all its all around me. It's not just in back anymore. Isaac has had a difficult life. I will see what I can dig up on Veli. He's, he's a Troyer. He doesn't want to be found. He won't be. But it's been some time since I've searched. I'll see what I can turn up. Olivier should be easier to procure. <laughs> I know... We can set a trap for her, lure her out of hiding somehow. Does Thalassica know about Benicia right now? She has not been expressly told about Benicia, because Athena's still not super sure. She's not Suzette Olivier. Sure. But Benicia has been mentioned in passing, I think, by Zadal, maybe Pavi at this point, so. Gotcha. Who fucking knows? Makes sense. She seems like a smart lady. <laughs> Drawing those lines. Mm-hmm. Making a fucking sweater. <laughs> Should this trap be of a more lethal variety? We shouldn't kill her until we get the information we need. If she's a problem, we can dispose of her. But if she's an asset, we can use her. These eyes, these... Whatever's going on. Tread lightly. It's playing with fire until we know what they're capable of. Or what it is they want. Athena scratches the back of her neck. Like, yep, who knows? I'm gonna roll notice. Okay. <laughs> Seems about right. Do I have to roll anything? I'm gonna say no, because they rolled a three and a two. So. Athena's gonna try and divert the conversation swiftly away from eyes. I think I might have figured out your endgame for Bolt. Been doing some, some churning through that in my downtime, which I've had ever so much of. Oh, <laughs> please, enlighten me. Well, I mean, if your goal is to destabilize a Laracorp and you want to take out maybe the top, wouldn't it be nice if there was a big, dumb, meaty puppet to put there instead of him? That's a blood relation. Seems pretty good to me. Thalassica shakes her hands out of the robed sleeves and you note that they are covered in black gloves, but then holds them up very theatrically and just claps slowly several times. Athena puts a, a dainty little hand on her chest. Did I get it? Did I do it? Well, that's certainly one use for him. But yes, ideally. Someone beloved by the people, but stupid and pliable. To put where you need, when you need them. And then whisk them away to be distracted by shiny things. I'm gonna keep working on that. Might have an idea. Please, do tell. I keep thinking about Shazad. 
he'd be really good at it. He wouldn't, well, I mean, he could still kill people and that wouldn't be great, but it would be much harder for him to kill people. I think he's suited to being, maybe, I don't know. Shazad, that boorish display. You a little too fancy for the city's prime pastime? A little too, little too, little too fancy for that, hmm? Violence is a tool. It's a means to an end. Making it fanciful, making it a spectacle, something to laugh and jeer at, is distasteful to me. It's a trade I ply in, true, but gravitas, I believe, is more appropriate for such dire dealings. I'm just saying, people might like him better if they see him in the ring, being a doofus. I'm not discounting that. I'm simply stating that the hobby is not to my preference. Athena pulls an invisible notebook out of her back pocket and writes down, Too fancy for Shazad. Check. You can't, just, you just, can't see Thalassica <laughs> roll their eyes beneath the hood. Just compiling some notes here. She flips the invisible fake notebook shut and puts it away <laughs> for effect. It could work. Getting bolt to the top of the hierarchy won't be easy, but ultimately, the people of Caldonix need to tolerate him, if nothing else. That could be favorable. We just gotta get them to start rolling out plushies of him. I think that'll be that'll be the tipping point when we know we've got him. <laughs> what is jolt energy drink wasn't enough for you? Excuse me? Oh, maybe that hasn't made its way down here yet. He's an energy drink? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, it's all the rage on the surface right now. What flavor? I don't know. I haven't tried it. Damn. Bolt <laughs> has an energy drink. Yes, branding is quite important to public image. Or for how you wish others to perceive you. First impressions, continuing impressions, etc., etc. I think I might need to work on my brand but I'm not going on the news to get interviewed to do it. Oh, but you might. Athena shakes her head. No, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think though. I don't think that's a good idea for anybody involved. But you see, Bolt is going to go on regardless. And if no one is there to corral him, what do you think's going to happen? Athena sticks out her tongue and just bites down on it a little bit. Just that had not occurred to her. She just starts walking around the wheelie in circles, just pacing, maybe trying to make her turn around to follow her. <laughs> it does just slow, <laughs> slow circles as it follows you. Oh boy, we needed a more competent front man than me. Who allowed this? I did. Because I think you are the right person for the job. Because even though I decry, don't trust, don't put your faith in others, there are situations when... There is a right person for a job. And this time it was you. Oh good, I'll put that on my resume. Occasionally the right person for the job. Everyone has their day in the sun. And since you can't get your sun on the surface anymore, this seems like the next best thing, doesn't it? Oh, I think standing next to Bolt anytime is a good way to do that. Yes, that was the joke. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I know in all of this, I'm probably a pretty low rank on your your ladder of success. But if you would have just told me all this stuff at the beginning, I would have been a lot better off and maybe not so many people would have died. 
That might be true. In hindsight, no one is perfect, myself included. But handing you everything up front, I do not believe is the correct way. Not that you haven't struggled to survive, but the test, the struggle, is what makes you stronger. You need to learn how to do some of these things for yourself. And I think you will succeed where others have failed. I wouldn't have invested even this much time in you if I didn't believe that, Athena. I don't think you would have put this many fun toys in our apartment if you didn't have some kind of stake in me. You would be correct. So you have no confidential chats with my friends now? When it suits me. Your friend has a lovely singing voice. Did you know? I did not. Doesn't surprise me, though, somehow. Yes, he's quite amiable when he's addled. Well, aren't we all? Very hard eyes at her. I'm not here to make apologies. He told me why I was doing it. I get it. I get it. I had bad fucking dreams forever now. So if I would have found a super cool drug that would have kept those away, maybe I would have been doing it too. There is a long moment of silence before Thalassica addresses you again. The arrow rarely speak of their dreams to outsiders. The fact that he's told you about them in the first place is a sign of immense trust. Treat that with respect. Why wouldn't I? I have a lot of respect for all my buds. She says, pointedly saying buds. <laughs> I don't doubt that you would. But you should understand the significance. Not treat it as something idle. She nods, but a little less abrasively. A little nod for herself. The Arrow are a secretive people, even from their closest friends. But they are strong, and far more capable than most give them credit for. Who's not giving them credit for being capable? I think you know there's a great many people who don't give credit where it's due. I think she shakes her hand. Those are toppers. They're not down here folks who know all that good stuff. And yet the toppers are determined to push their way down here, which is how we find ourselves having these conversations. Hmm. But underestimating them will be their downfall. Or at least it'll help things along. Now here's a question, since you seem to be familiar with Arrow a little bit. If, if Harlan and Isaac are sharing a brain and we were able to extract Harlan from said brain, do you think we should reach out and find a way to get him into a new body? Do you think that's a possibility? She's not asking about this. She's asking for Benicia, but she can't say Benicia. I've never heard of such a thing even attempted. Displacing the mind of an individual is... I've never heard of it being done. But... We appear to be in a time of new frontiers. Who's to say? I have... I have contacts with whom I can speak. If you, if you feel like it, sure. It's probably impossible, though. If Harlan does live on, and we could... I don't know. Maybe he's regained his senses. If he could be reasoned with, talked to, harnessed, should never discard an asset unless... All else fails. I'll keep thinking about stuff, but it's all really conjecture till I find Isaac in the tunnels. 
I don't want to go in the tunnels. <laughs> it sounds like being on the surface for so long doesn't agree with you. Or didn't agree with you. I just, uh, between you and me, don't do so well in cramped spaces. We, you know, we all live in a cave. But some places are a little more squished than others. Discomforts or fears are meant to be overcome to make you stronger. As I've said, you will adapt. You will overcome. Sounds like that's coming from a person who never had a panic attack in an elevator. She says, wagging her finger at her. You can't imagine some of the things I've seen, Athena. That is very nebulous, and... I can't... I don't have context for it. No, you don't. How could you? But then, you have context I do not. Doesn't make either of us greater than the other. Just different tribulations. Yeah, that's the fucking truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to put out a, a request for Hermes to meet with Artemis at some point. No, that's dumb. He gave me the card. How would I know? How would... Oh, fuck. She says, just waffling back and forth. I got so many... So many little... Like, I'm crossing my threads. I don't know what to do. It should just be me, I guess. Because if, if I threaten him, his boss doesn't know anything about that. He's still cool with her. She could mind that more later. If it goes bad. Which it could. If he's seen you as you are, then no, I would not reach out to him as, as an alter ego. It'd be too easy to connect the dots. I mean, you could summon him under the guise of someone else. You could put in a bid for a different job, surprise him, and trap him. I could do that, but I think he knows, he has to know where Olivier was, because he, he gave, you know, he talked in her voice, so we had to get that from somewhere. Talked in some other weirdo's voice, so I just need to find out where he went to go get those things, and find out what's going on. That'd be super. You don't care for investigation, I take it. <laughs> what gave you that idea? Is it this this badge here? She flashes the badge on her belt. It's it's so blue, you see. I suppose that's where we differ. The hunt is part of the thrill. It's part of the chase. Digging up a lead, following it, seeing where it goes, seeing how many branches fall off the tree until you go down far enough and you found the root. I'm just glad someone likes doing it. I just... Maybe I should invest time in getting a little better. This is just going to keep going, right? I gotta get good at it sometime, I guess. It doesn't need to be a passion of yours that you pursue in your free time, but you should know how to do some things, I would think. I'm sure you would think. You're better at smashing things head-on than I am. If that makes you feel any better. Uh, weirdly, not today. Well, I can put out a call to Laverna. That's simple enough. What do you want to do about this messenger and Olivier? A meeting is... Me, regular old me, for Hermes, and I gotta... As far as Olivier, we gotta find her. We gotta find her fast. I also need to find Zimmy and Krell. What do you know about Krell? Saw him in Strickland's office. He's involved with Troya. Troya might not like him that much. Well, might not have liked that huh? him that much. But he's a smuggling conduit, so I need to... Find him and shut him down. Maybe he has red eyes, too. Maybe he can help me find this foggy little bitch. 
I can look into it. Keep plugging away on your end, though. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't deign to stop. There's far too much going on for me to take a nap. I believe I can draw Olivier out of hiding, but you'll likely only get one shot. That's generally all I need. When you're sure you want that to happen, you let me know. Well, I can certainly do that. I mean, hey, maybe Hermes will just tell me. With that, Athena throws her leg over her bullet-holed bike and runs a hand over it and shimmers away all those bullet holes in a little ripple of metal. Cosmetic damage only, but luckily it didn't take any wounds. Nice. You're getting quite proficient at that. Oh, it's the first thing I learned how to do. I should be pretty good at it by now. Do you remember what I told you about Zax Bizodar? Uh, I believe it was somewhere along the lines of watch out for that little snake. That sounds about right. Now more than ever. Now that Bolt is in the public eye, and things are changing and shifting in the power base, Zaxby would be next in line, so to speak, to take over Alaricorp. He has Bolt's ear when he needs to. If we're able to drive a wedge, that would be best. Could prove to be difficult. Might be easier to simply ensure Zaxby is nowhere nearby. Keep an eye out for him. He's clever. It's kind of a broad, ominous statement. But yes, I'll watch out for this man. I do not know what he looks like or what he's capable of other than he's sneaky. Is he Bolt's dad? <laughs> no. No, he's Galassi's brother. Well, yeah, but I thought Galassi was Bolt's uncle, right? Uh, I guess he got more siblings than... Does he only have one brother? More sisters? I don't know. I'm afraid that's a corporate secret. Secret secrets. She guns the bike to life. Does the Cory exhaust make the hologram flicker at all? Sure, why not? Woofs off the ground. Sparkly, yeah. The rolly tray gets blasted back by a gust of air off the ground. And And Thalassica's image flickers and rolls towards the side. Well, let me know about all that stuff. I'll let you know about stuff on my end. Beep, beep. She opens the garage. Stay alive. People keep telling me that. Why are they so worried? She laughs to herself. Athena orients herself towards the spire and peels the fuck out. Man, it feels really nice to actually be riding her own bike for once. As you lift off with your quarry cycle, riding into the humid Caldonix night, The faint wind being blown by the enormous industrial fans whips over the frame of your cycle, and we get a couple of shots of you flying through the air and a panoramic tracking shot through the city, and we can see shots of the passing waterfront between the cracks of towering buildings in the city skyline. And the air is warmer because it's later in the evening, some mist and fog rolling in as it always does. As Athena is making tracks towards the spire, she would like to try and reach out to the purple, because it's been very dormant since that big, uh, well, the big lightning explosion and then the big explosion, so mm-hmm. she doesn't rightly know if it's even still around. Sure. You there? You still around? Purple? Hello? Make me a spirit roll. As an 18, do ya? God damn, okay. When you're 
thinking and concentrating internally. It's like shouting into a hollow chasm where you feel yourself send the thought and intention out. And in the past, I think it's bounced back. Not necessarily like an echo, but it's a reverberation back to you, something you can feel and understand. And this time that hollow ringing lasts far longer and the report that comes back to you is far more muted than it was in the last couple of days since all of this happened. It's an acknowledgement, but without much substance. Are you okay? Safe? Good? It basically feels the same. It's like a very vague, distant acknowledgement. She's a little worried it might have gotten blasted into disrepair by all that exploding she did. Who's to say? She had no idea what's going on. I don't know. My name's Athena. I got no idea. I don't know anything about nothing. (laughs) I think she chose to reach out on the bike because she really enjoyed road trips on the surface because that's not really something she got to do. So it was just kind of nice motorcycle thinking time. Dangerous road trips on the surface. Well, if you stick on the main highway, it's usually safe-ish. Ish. Ish, Ish. Depends how far you're going. I think that's something that just clicked into place because this is one of the first times she's really been alone to think about it, you know? Sure, yeah. Be that as it may, I think she would like to just get onto the spire. Alrighty. You are able to get back to Central without any problems. You can park your bike and enter by the entrance of your choice. She would like to take the stairs that are attached to the under parking area so she doesn't have to go through the main lobby or anything. Just the spire looming like a giant spider-like obelisk dark reaching into the sky with spindly legs supporting it connected to the hub of highway stations but you can take a set of the metal stairs up into the belly of the spire itself through the regulator only entrance nobody's gonna stop you it's night shift so it's probably a little less busy but Mm -hmm. there's still regulators and personnel moving about here and there right where are you going she is taking the stairs all the way down to roja's level for the lab hoping she's there yeah, you go the whole way to Roja's lab, and as you turn the last corner, you can hear some bustling from ahead, mm. along with that same petrichor smell, the sweet earth in the air as you walk in. Past she likes the, to hold her breath. Yeah, so as you remember to hold your breath and walk into Roja's laboratory slash office space, you can almost sense the foul smell passing over you. And like a you, shadow. Like a, like a smelly <laughs> shadow. And this room is a a strange parallel to your garage back home. The air inside is warm and moist, but it's fresh and richly scented instead of stuffy. And the plants seem to bob and rustle of their own accord as you brush past and make your way deeper. And it feels clean but earthy, you know? Like, it's a natural sort of feeling in the sweet petrichor of Roja's pheromones linger throughout the office space. Industrial metal and stone merged with vegetation and plants of all sorts. Sounds oddly cozy. You can hear the clacking of keys from below. Keys? Like a keyboard. Oh, gotcha. I was like, jingle, jingle. The jingle of keys versus the clacking of keys. Oh, gotcha. Athena clomps down the stairs, letting her feet do the announcing. As you're approaching, Roja's turned away from you, clacking away, and she says, there are only a couple of people who would stomp down here that way. Am I one of them? Ah, I will add you to the list, yes. Who else is on the list? Don't worry about it. Punctuates that by 
pressing a key on the keyboard with some finality, pushes herself to her feet with her vine-like appendages. Roja is Yara with her two extra sets of legs that protrude from her back, her long green vine-like appendages. Okra skin, her eyes are a bright verdant green, her hair is steely gray intermixed with that same green bound into a braid that spirals down her back. She is wearing a white lab coat, an athletic tank top and shorts with sneakers. As she is Yara, she also only has three fingers to each hand, two fingers and a thumb, and they push her up into the air and swivel her to come back to the ground as she sees you and she says, oh, you're back so soon. Well, I guess it's not soon. It's been a day. As Roja moves over to you, she notices that your hair is now askew. This braid that she had put in for you earlier before you had left the spire is a messy wreck. Is that fair to say? I think it would be as she's combated with it in and did a lot of hustling and running and on the stressing cycle and, and on yeah. the cycle. Yep. What happened to your hair? It worked so hot on it. I didn't, but... Mm, uh, I think the oh. same things that happened to the rest of me, probably. <sighs> what happened? She scratches her head. <laughs> you walk in here with an expression like that? You're gonna... I think you're gonna be a little irritated with me. I am irritated with how long it's taking you to get to the point. She just walks in real close and whispers, I got too hurt. It was my fault this time. Please don't be angry at her. She sighs. What happened this time? Hit squad. She arches an eyebrow. Actually, her eyebrows are her extra eyes. Oh, shit. Thank you. Man, I'm bad at this. Well, I mean, yes. you don't do the, the drawings. I know, but I, I do created the, the races. So, yeah. And uh, the Yara also have a second set of glowing eyes that give them infravision so they can see heat signatures. Not always open. Not Sometimes always open. Sometimes open, though. But, yeah, they're where her eyebrows would be. She quirks the brow ridge and it still makes her eye go in that position. Mm -hmm. Hit squat. Yeah, Olivier is very, very, very determined. Uh, well, I don't know that that would be your fault. I um, believe I warned you about spending time around Tuka before, if you recall. And she jabs a finger into your chest and pushes you back a little bit. If she puts up one finger, she would not have gotten hurt if I hadn't misread the situation. I did something, uh, in hindsight, very dumb. I don't need your explanation. Moves over there and says, where is she? Is she upstairs? She's at my apartment. Why would you take her there? Because I thought Pavi would help. Pavi is not a doctor, Athena. When we, she whispered, when we were on the surface, she jammed some crystal stuff into me and it worked really well. She did what? She jammed it into you? Yeah. Oh. It, it worked. It worked. It worked. It's a risky proposition at best. Well, I was pretty bad <sighs> off. All right, all right. She tried. It just didn't. It just didn't go off. And she holds up a hand. She says, it's it's fine. How bad is it? it they shot her with with ice. <sighs> is she conscious? Yes. She's 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 okay. But if she's okay, but she's not okay. You know. Sure. Did Silas ever find his way down here? For what? I guess not. I told him that it might be prudent for him to take a nap around people that he seems to at least have passing amounts of trust with. Because people are starting to notice. He's being real fucking squirrely. Oh, um, no, I haven't seen him. Wonderful. 
She says, throwing her hands in the air. Uh, I've been down here for some time. I went to check on a few patients, but I haven't seen anyone else. I was gonna go just start interrogating, but now I'm feeling very motivated to go check on Silas. If you'd like, I don't know that he's here anymore. It's quite late. Oh, he's always hanging around. Like a bat. I think you should get some rest as well, Athena. I slept for two whole days. I'm fine, she says, shrugging, clearly not looking fine. I can be your physician, but not your parent. Mm. Not that I'd want that job. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I will go to your apartment, and I will find Tuka and see if I can administer some assistance. Thank you. You're welcome. Just want to make sure we all make it through this in one piece, you know. I do know. Have fun with your interrogation. I hope you find something useful. She takes a beat and goes to start leaving, and then she taps on the railing to the stairs once or twice and turns back. Anji's bad news, right? Rouge's head snaps over to you as you name drop Anji. Yes. Have you met her? Nope. Where is she? I don't know. Has she been in contact with anyone? Probably. I don't know anything about this person. But I'm getting a feeling that I I have to find her. Okay, so you know that Pavi saw Anji. So this is a lie, right? Okay. This is going to be your persuasion. It's going to be a seven. Uh, It does not beat a seven. There's one. (laughs) Mm, That does not either. One more, I suppose. Farewell. Mm, Bad. Okay. It's probably the dice want to tell a story. You say that, and Roja's face. Firms a bit, and she says, I will go and talk to her. Pavi, not Anji, mm-hmm. obviously. She is... <sighs> Trouble. Moves quickly to gather her things into a small satchel and slings it over her shoulder, and then starts pushing her way up the stairs. Trouble like me. She's past you going up the stairs, but she pauses and turns to you and says, In some ways, maybe, she's a different kind of trouble. Trouble in the sense that bad things seem to follow both of you, but I think she is more selfish than you. Mm. You, at least. You care about your friends. You look after them. Anji cares about herself. Anji moves on and leaves others behind. It's what she is best at, and she doesn't care what kind of mess she leaves behind her. Oh, good. Good. Roja, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this whole Anji thing out. Don't worry about it. She mm. What's to figure out? Just leave her alone. Let her disappear. She always does, eventually. But she she might be able to help us with our brain augmentations to keep them safe. Taps her circlet. She just gives a little huff of a laugh. Of course she would need to be involved. Why wouldn't she? Why would it be easy? Why would anything be easy? Ugh. I'll go see Tutuka. I'll talk to Pavi. Um... Don't go to talk to Anji by yourself. And when you do, don't take Pavi with you. No, I would never take her anywhere even close. Because, boy, that seems like a wicked bad scene. Pavi, she hesitates, sort of rolls her neck a little bit and says, Pavi has a tendency to tread down old paths if it pleases her. She cares about the people. Who have come and gone from her life. You know that. I do. As evidenced by 
how easily she welcomed you back. Well, Not that she shouldn't have. It wasn't necessarily super easy, but I get it. It was hard because she cares, Athena. Regardless, we should limit our exposure to her as much as possible. She is, and she grits her teeth a little bit and says, talented. Athena squints and looks irritated as well off to the side. I don't like her, but I also won't disparage her ability for the sake of convenience. If this is life or death, if it means that we will all be safer, it is worth considering. I mean, do you want to come with me instead? She straightens up a little bit and there's a glint in her eye and she says, Yes, I would like that. Athena cracks her knuckles a little bit. Sounds like a plan to me. Rosha gives you, again, one of the few genuine smiles that you've gotten out of her. I think Pavi's at a pretty raw place tonight. I wouldn't bring up Anji anymore because she did a quite a bit of um, quite a bit of emoting with me earlier. Um, we can revisit that at a time when everybody's a little bit more emotionally stable. Whenever that will be, but noted. I'm uh, I'm not always great with that sort of thing anyway. Do you mean emoting or keeping your nose to yourself? Because man, I'm bad at both of those. <laughs> I would like to say emoting, but who's to say? Hmm. I had a, a pretty hard time reading you at first, but I think I'm, I'm dialing in on it. Oh. Maybe I got your number. Maybe. <laughs> she walks by the mushroom she... plants and forgets to hold her breath and chokes. <laughs> so you say that and then you start choking <laughs> yes, on the stench. immediately. And then uh, I think that gets a very genuine laugh out of Roja. <laughs> You're welcome to think that. If it makes you feel better. I'm no inquisitor. Keep walking, Sedaris. Mm -hmm. And she pushes you with one of her vine tendrils to go further down she the hall. Gotcha. You guys get up to the main floor and Roja will raise a hand and farewell and then take her leave, leaving you to do whatever it is you are going to do. She's gotta go see if fucking Silas is in his office taking a nap like she told him to. You make your way to Silas's office. The door is closed. She knocks. There's no answer. She opens it. It's locked. Hmm, but is the doorknob metal? Probably, yeah. Mm, maybe it's not locked anymore, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for that. I think you could you could just open it. If you wanted to, you could just open just a hole. she flicks the doorknob and it like, I was going to say squirts inside. <laughs> <laughs> you just squirt your way inside. <laughs> squirt your way into that door. I, I, I stand by that. She squirts the doorknob inside. God, <laughs> like fucking Play-Doh. <laughs> All right, yeah. The door creaks open with an eerie inside. It's a dark room, completely dark, with only the flickering orange glow. She hates that everywhere. shit. Everywhere, yeah. So you, immediately you are suffering from your uh, your phobia of orange in this room. Uh, you can't see anything aside from you know just the glow from the cylinder in the middle of the room, and then the wall behind the desk doesn't appear that there's anybody here from what you can see. Mm, she checks behind the desk just to make sure. <laughs> see if he's sliding under yeah. the desk. Yeah, you walk around, nobody's in here. I guess she leaves. Do you unscore yes. the... Yes. <laughs> she makes it look pretty good. You put that good. toothpaste back in the... <laughs> <laughs> she puts the doorknob back in the door. Okay, that's fine. She just stands there with her hands on her hip, tapping her foot. Athena remembers she's gotta go interrogate that shadow Nakir with the red eyes. I guess she goes down to approximately where she thinks that will be, taking the stairs all the way. Sure, okay. She's stretching out her leg. It's feeling good. It's feeling better. Doing, she's in motion. 
the area that this particular prisoner is being kept is, again, further removed from most of the spire, you know, most of the holding cells, almost like they have a wing to themselves. And you get to the last stretch, and there are two regulators holding rifles, quarry rifles. One of them is a human lady with a short pixie cut, blonde hair, and the other is a male Ori with blue eyes and a blue crew cut, and he's got a short blue beard as well. You approach, and then the woman holds up a hand and says, Hold it. She puts her hands up, holding. Can I speak with my prisoner? Your prisoner? Yeah, I brought him in. and I've been uh, unconscious for two days, so I'd love to have a chat with him. Uh-huh. And she's sort of tonguing her teeth as she watches you skeptically and then takes a step or two over to a small side table and picks up a little clipboard with a paper on it. She says, you want I swear to God, if it says Bolt Bulig's prisoner, I'm going to lose it. She says with one finger in the air and one hand on her hip. I mean, he is the one who brought the prisoner God in. God damn it! I mean, he didn't say that nobody could talk to him. Good. Why do you want to talk to him? He's just a... And she gets visibly uncomfortable. He's what? I mean... You'd seen him, right? Well, I mean, I saw him when I, you know, captured him. Fucking creepy. And the guy's nodding with emphasis. I mean, he was rabble-rousing in the riots the other night. Yeah, I mean, so... after uh, after he got brought in, he's just, uh, he was in the cell and he was raging and raving and just bouncing off of stuff. And then it all stopped, you know? Just... It all stopped? Stopped being crazy. And then he just kind of sat there and you bring him food and he just sit there staring at you his eyes would follow you and wouldn't say a word just sitting there watching what color are his eyes uh red i think hmm. all right Does, uh, may, may i uh you want to take a crack at it feel free he doesn't really want to talk to anybody from what i can see hmm. everybody's tried just nothing well fingers crossed yeah. And she gives both of them a more amiable smile than her original outburst would have led them to believe. Yeah. And they just shrug and they jam a finger down a hallway and then there's another side corridor that leads to a cell. Hard glass. I think like, you haven't seen Silence of the Lambs, but it's like a Hannibal Lecter adjacent cell where the front is clear and there's a door in there, but the room itself is just a square and there is a bed built into the wall. There's mm -hmm. a sink a toilet, you know, all the basic amenities that would mean you would not need to leave this room. There's also uh, a tray with food. I, too, am familiar with studio apartments. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you approach this cell. She does. Is there a chair in front of it? Or... Yeah, I think there's a chair off to one side, sure. She pulls it right dead in center and flips it around like a cool kid, like she tries to do when she's sure. posturing with people. The Nakir in this room... They're currently seated cross-legged in the middle of the room facing away. They're still in the garments they were wearing during the riot. They no longer have the mask. I think you took the mask away. Yeah. She sits down and just says, knock, knock. Remember me? So, Athena, you are seated cool kid style in this chair backwards. Yes. Yeah, I assume in a cool rapport building fashion. Yes, absolutely. And this Nakir pushes itself to its feet and slowly turns to face you and it stands there for just a moment uh, staring at you before you watch its mouth open in the elongated Nakir way that normally they don't so long distended hanging limply 
and then in a flash it rushes up against the glass, slams its hands against it, and begins snarling, slavering, and it says, You finally... Oh, are you waiting for me? Am I late to this party? I seem to be most times. And it, always um, catching up. <laughs> she says more to herself. It starts to kneel down till it's eye level with you. Maybe an inch or two of this glass separating you. I don't know if you've had any kind of prolonged close quarters chance to examine any of them. There were the ones way back, the four of them in the interrogation room that mm-hmm. just all died. That's right. This Nakir, they have a dirty mop of black hair, spindly limbs. Their eyes are red, and as it takes steps closer, you see the faintest black wisps of those shadows you've come to see trailing off of the eyes. It's not like you saw it before. Roll me a notice at minus two. Six. You and this Nakir are staring each other down from opposite sides of the glass, and you notice that while the eyes are red, there is occasionally a very brief flicker in the eye of a different color. Hmm. Almost like a spark or a, a moat. Athena's very tempted to cast empathy, but she remembers all the other people that she did that to died. Well, n- you know what? She did cast it on this boy once already. He didn't die that time. She'll wait till the end. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pragmatic. You may have a Benny. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So you're waiting for me. Looks like haven't been eating, haven't been talking. Well, I mean, you've been screaming or whatever I heard. Why are you waiting? You speak to the Nakir and it doesn't change positions. It's still pressed up against the glass staring at you. But as you continue talking, its eyes begin to drift and wander you know, almost in thought. It just goes, you. And it taps on the glass, and then it taps on its head. Here. <laughs> what? Taps on its forehead again a little bit harder. Here. She taps on her chest. Me. Taps the chair. Here. Yes. And she points at her head. You're going to have to elaborate on that, pal. Its eyes narrow and it cants its head, pushes off the glass and starts walking back and forth. Its movements are, it fluctuates between sluggish and erratic. Like it doesn't have a standard moving pattern. Like it doesn't pace like a normal prisoner would. Hmm. Almost aimless. It'll change directions and the motion goes from being fluid to jerky. Hmm. It, It paces a full length and comes back to you. And then takes both of its hands, taps its head very firmly, and just says, Here, you, here. I'm in your head? Its eyes screw up a little bit and says, Yes. She's just staring at it with a very cocked head and a completely baffled expression because she didn't really know how this conversation was gonna start but this certainly wasn't what she would have expected you know so I'm in your head you're thinking about me is that what you're trying to say is someone else thinking about me for you and it's it's eyes wander and squint and it rubs hand on its head and it says yes 
What's your name? It shakes its head. You don't have one? Name. No. You don't have a name? Everybody has a name. Body. Its hands drop and it, it stumbles back a step or two and is just looking down, sort of pats itself. Athena's trying to connect some dots. This kind of feels like how it feels when she talks to her purple friend in shortness of replies. Is that your body? Or did you find it? Has that been you? Or you? She holds out her hands. Something else! It's following the same pattern of squinting its eyes and looking around and then pats the body and it just says, My body? And looks back to you and cants its head. Did you grow that body yourself? Appears confused. No. Okay. Ooh, this is mighty troubling. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Who is thinking about me? Man. That's a good start. Does the man have a name? It gets up against the glass and the Nakir mouth is sort of lolling open again and the breath steaming up the glass oh, as it she's looking away. leans on it and it's just dragon making a little squeaky sound. Hmm. Troy. He's dead. She says not very sure about that right now. And it squints and rolls its neck around and then taps its head again and says, Not here. He's not here? No. But he's... he's... alive? Mm, it looks confused and then taps its head again. Not here. Can you feel him? It shakes its head. No. Well then how do you know he's thinking about me? Was. Was. Well that makes a little more sense mm. maybe. Taps its head again. Here. Was this a few days ago? I'm sure you don't have a great concept of time being slightly crazy. It stops its moving around and turns to the glass and the eyes narrow. This is good. No. No what? No. No? <clears throat> its jaws snap together and it turns and starts pacing back and forth. Did you help make that fog? It shakes its head. No. Do you know who did? Taps its head again and says, uh, Other. There. Other? Other. Other. And taps its head. Well, I know it was one of you red fuckos. That is not helpful. I need a name. <laughs> God damn it! Stands up and starts pacing. I think that's an intimidate. She has some some errant electric sparks coming out of her eyes as she says that. Eight. Oh shit. Oh, damn. oh shit. Oh no. Oh my god. Fuck. Nineteen. Well, I don't think I'm gonna Benny that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It just narrows its eyes and goes. Nah. Nah. She says back to it, like, really shittily in the face, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And it stretches its mouth. It, it looks like it's making an approximation of what you're trying to do. Fuck. <laughs> you gross bastard. Turns to you and its mouth is lolling open. I don't know if you know if you're new to having a body, but you gotta eat some of that shit they keep bringing you you're gonna die. She points at the food and the trays. <laughs> Just as a heads up on that. No, you love pointing at those. <laughs> you have a buddy for that. I like that. Oh my. It turns to look at the trays and then back to you and doesn't say anything. But maybe there's just, maybe there's an audible gurgle. She points at his stomach and then to the tray and then back to the stomach. She, she pantomimes eating a burger. You gotta put it in your mouth. Like too loud. <laughs> God. It then resumes pacing. She's done all she can. Uh, I guess she would like to cast empathy, see what's going on. Okay. Maybe it won't get killed right away. Who knows? Sure. Nine. Nine is a success with a raise. As you are watching this Nakir with red eyes pacing back and forth in front of the glass... The aura begins to appear almost like a trail of smoke or a cloud of pestilence or insects coming off of it. I don't think she's ever seen that. It's, it, it's different. It starts that way, and it's far more erratic. It doesn't swirl. It doesn't billow in the same way. It's like it's drifting off and away from this Nakir. But the longer you stare, the more solidified it becomes, and there is still just a base color surrounding the humanoid form, which is still the same predominant red as the eyes. But just like you saw in its eyes, there are motes of color that break off and, and drift away from inside that red mass. There are different hues of emotion there as well, mostly what you would express as curiosity, probably some fear, and a whole mess of confusion. Hmm. Yellows, oranges. Is it seeming like a base instinct emotion yeah, rather than like a more complex brain emotion? Yeah, I think that's a very fair question and a good way that Athena would be able to differentiate. There's not much complexity here. Hmm. Turns it off. Doesn't want to kill him too quick. Yeah, you also note that there is... Nothing snaking through it. Yeah, there's nothing snaking through the aura. The aura itself only has small tinges of black. And you know what? With a raise, maybe the blackness in the aura is what is burning away and flitting off in these different colors. Were you cut off from your... She makes a big hand circle in the air. From your friends? Other red folks? She's talking a little slower. Sure. And a little more clearly, maybe. Sure. After she sees that cajoling got her nowhere. Cut. Cut. Uh, cut. Is that when you calmed down? When it was cut? It turns and taps its head again and says, Not here. You don't have other presences here? Just you? You only? Only. Only. Hmm. Did you used to have a friend up there? Taps her forehead, trying to indicate who they were maybe sharing a body with. Are you alone? It looks down and it's flexing its hands. Gone. 
gone. Well, for someone who's only had a body to itself for a couple days, you're doing pretty well, all things considered. Mm. And I don't think she says that to be combative or anything. I think it's just an observation. The lips quiver as he's forming another word, and he says, uh, pieces here. And he taps himself on his head. Pieces of them? Not you? Mm, uh, body gone. She's going to take that to mean that uh, she's wondering if maybe when all the red-eyed folks were going crazy, it just burned away all of their brains, except for ones that could handle it better. Oh boy, that's troubling. But now she can talk to something. That's something cool, maybe. She sits back in the chair, but like a normal person this time, scooches a little closer to the glass. <laughs> Where did you come from if you didn't start in that head? It looks like it's casting around, just thinking, looking around the room. Don't. 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 Don't ask, don't know. And its eyes narrow as it thinks. No. Shadows. Is that where you came from? Don't. Don't. She nods. She's gonna lean forward and whisper, Ali Sahir? Seems like danger. Seems like a dumb thing to do, maybe. She doesn't know. As you lean into the glass, it's leaning into the glass, you know, waiting to hear what you say, and then you whisper that name, and its eyes fly wide open. It stumbles back a couple of steps, trips and falls over the chair that is in this room. It starts scrabbling at its head with its hands. <gasps> Oh boy, can I turn empathy back on? Sure. Eleven. Okay, success with a raise. Um, I haven't had to pay for either of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. It's nice. It's free empathy. It's on the ground. It's just rasping wordlessly for a couple of seconds. And then you can hear it start to say, and it's clutching at its head. It's it's just starting to ransack this place. It's turning things over. It's oh, shit. smashing itself into the walls. It continues doing so for 30 seconds a minute. She will tuck her legs under her cross-legged on the chair, waiting very patiently for it to be done. So you've activated empathy. It looks like it did before, but now those black specks in the aura are pulsating and starting to wind back outwards. Hmm. And it looks like those motes of color are conflicting with the shadow in the aura, all writhing together in this mass that is just as undulating as the Nakir in front of you. And it continues to just shriek and throw itself into things and then ends up in a pile in the middle of the room, heaving and retching. It's very disturbing to see. I mean, it's yeah, just... sounds like a bad time. Yeah. It, it looks like it's in pain. 
pretty substantial pain. Oh, boy. Based on how you were speaking with it moments ago. Yeah. While it's uh, having a tough time on the floor there, mm -hmm. can she reach back out to purple, see if it's hanging around? Make me a spirit roll at minus four. Minus four, eh? Yep. I'll use one of these bennies you gave me. Mm-hmm. 29. Jesus, okay. She wants to reach out and say, I think this is like you. Can I help it? She's focusing very hard on looking only at this weird dude and maybe still even when she has her empathy up, hoping maybe it can draw a conclusion that she can't. What comes back is a large portion of doubt, concern, and trepidation. And probably just a lot of sadness. Oh, no. That you know is directed towards this Nakir in front of you. So I can't help him? Them? It's much the same. It's mostly uncertainty. It has nothing to offer you. The feeling you get is drifting in aimless waters. Nothing specific. No, no direction to point you in. Well, thank you. Doesn't hurt to be polite. In addition to all of that, there's also a healthy measure of fear that you feel cold in your chest, specifically linked to the words Ali Sahir. Whether hmm. you take that to mean you saying them or just themselves, but linked to what you've just done, there's a lot of fear. Athena might have goobered this up, but she seems to have learned maybe something. Does, uh, does he seem like he's calmed down at all? How long do you wait? What do you do? Once you see that still having a a tribulation. <laughs> a floor trouble. Oh, you having one of your floor troubles having there? Floor trouble. She walks over and squats down in front of the glass, puts a hand on it, and just waiting to see if it notices her being there. It does not. This might not be smart, might not be wise, but she's gonna go in there. Is she? I think so. We haven't really discussed, like, the mechanisms for cell layouts and stuff like that, so yeah. I think for simplicity, since you're the one doing the interrogating here, there's probably either a key right outside or maybe there's an electric panel that you can open yourself. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Like a Cori-powered, you know, energy-powered yeah. thing. But yeah, you, can, uh, you may open the door and enter at your own discretion. I don't think she wants to make, like, a secret of her movements. She, she's being very loud. Mm -hmm. but calm that makes sense you enter the room and as you get deeper in closer to this Nakir the mannerisms don't change he's still just slavering screaming wrecking stuff up but he begins to move away from you as you enter hmm like if you try to get closer, he starts to back away, and it's not a steady backing away. He throws himself away from you and then bounces back off of something but doesn't come closer. So it's sort of like a controlled trying to keep an area away from you. Right. She walks forward with both hands up, just up very non-threateningly, showing she doesn't have anything. It doesn't really matter because she can shoot lightning out of her hands. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the principle of the thing. Mm -hmm. And she's got to just try and get closer and just be like, hey, you're, you're, you're good. Sorry. I fucked that up, huh? Just like talking at yep. him? Okay. Make me a persuade at minus six, probably. That seems right. 
And I will state that as you approach and are talking at him, so far there's been no indication that any any words are getting through mm-hmm. and uh, your calm demeanor is often being entirely drowned out by the hissing, shrieking, snarling noises that he is making. Right. Well, I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah. That's a no-go. Thank God I have all these bennies. Oh, boy. How many bends? Two after this one. One more. Damn it, it's a two. Mm, you do not have conviction right now, do you? I don't. Dare I spend my last Benny? I don't know. I might need to soak when he bites into her fucking artery. It could be. But if I persuade him really well, maybe he won't bite her artery to start with. Maybe. Here we go. Last Benny. Failure. So you're you're just slowly walking forward, hands up, trying to talk him down right now? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He continues moving further away from you until you basically back him into a corner and you're just trying to calm him down there. When it becomes clear that there's nowhere else for him to go, he turns to you and for the first time, the jaw fully distends and you see the slit seams at the corners of his mouth stretch back further into his cheeks and his jaw fully distends down in an enormous snake-like maw, and you can hear the warning of the rattle whirring in his throat, which echoes out and sends ripples towards your hindbrain and your fear response. This is exciting. This is the first time we are seeing this in play so far. He rolled a four for his spirit, which is his casting die, which means that's a success. Okay. So you need to make a spirit roll to avoid fear. Seven. So that is the... Nakir racial ability to cast fear. How do you resist this? She is still quite afraid in this moment, but she's already in this room and she's not just gonna leave. She just sits down in front of him. Not very threatening, but I think she makes very determined eye contact. Seems to be one of the only things he understands. Her thought is he's retreating like she's a predator. Predators probably wouldn't just sit down, so that's what she's doing. As you sit down and maintain eye contact with this hissing, snarling Nakir, with vibrantly glowing red eyes and motes of dark shadows, it stares at you maybe in surprise or not knowing what to do before it lashes out and just throws a kick at you. That's fair. So if you could roll strength for me, please. Four. Three. Okay. This thing throws a kick out at you and it clips your shoulder, but nothing happens aside from that. She wants to roll with the force of the kick, do a tumble and back on her feet. The way the kick was thrown at you, there was momentum, but not force behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, very easily you can roll with that and get back. When you clear the space a little bit, it shrinks back into the corner again and resumes what it was doing. It's snarling and hissing and Ollie's hearing. She takes slow steps back, facing it. Sorry, just trying to help. It's all I'm ever trying to do. She's angry at herself, right? Sure. Not it, but it, it, it can't probably doesn't understand that probably not but i will give you a benny for taking a risk and doing something maybe against what one would consider better common sense 
And maybe just for making a goof. A goof? A, a mistake goof. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, no. Well, she's trying to help. Doesn't seem like she's getting a lot done, but goddamn, she's trying. Sometimes you gotta not succeed so that when you do succeed... I think she said fuck it to this braid oh, yeah. after her most recent tumble inside the cell before she has locked it. I think she just takes it out and plops it back into a regular ponytail. She can't just go around looking a mess all the time. That's why she wears the ponytail, to yeah. not look like a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> well, the ponytail is just, it, the amount of hair is just to distract people. It's like a peacock thing, right? She just doesn't want people looking at her face. I'll distract them with this thing that surrounds my face. Then they'll never have to look at they'll the center. They'll never have to look at the center. That's exactly it. Athena walks decidedly unsettled back towards those two guards that were outside. Well, he was decently talkative. Not so much right now, though. Maybe somebody can show him how to eat next time you bring food down. Just eat something in front of him. Show him how it works. His brain's pretty fucked up, man. She pats the lady on the shoulder. They exchange a look of concern and then glance back down the hallway and maybe there's still just the faint sounds of rasping coming from where you were. Where are you going? I mean, it's like the middle of the night. Not really standard hours, but a crisis did happen, mm -hmm. so... If you're making your way back up just through the hallways, waiting for you on one of the, let's say, one floor up from where you are. Leaning in the stairwell? At, in the hallway outside oh, okay. the stairwell. One floor up. Leaning against the wall in the hallway is Delegate Talina Rasmus. Rasmus is about the same height as you, so a little above average. She is Yara, so her extra sets of limbs that protrude from her back are mantis-like and her legs are predominantly white with some reds and pinkish-purple tinge. Her second set of Yara eyes directly above her normal eyes are a light red. She has black hair of a medium-length cut. She has some claw marks slashing across her face that have put out her right eye and her right Yara eye as well. She's likely in her late 40s, early 50s. There is a sword hilt dangling from her belt. She wears the purple delegate badge of office pinned on the left side of her chest harness. She generally favors a stern expression, but has been known to crack a grin from time to time. Athena remembers when she laughed at her yeah. when she was assigned bolt duty. Evening, Sedaris. Oh, good evening, delegate. Taking a little midnight stroll. Well, I figured this was as soon as I could reasonably come back after Roja told me to go home. Well, she's got your best interest at heart, but not always uh, what needs to be done, huh? Yeah. Took a look at the prisoner. I heard. Yeah, was it that loud? No, they just let me know you came down to see him. Yeah, we should keep an eye on him. Maybe a couple eyes. Maybe. That's why we've got some station down there. But, uh, you're already back on your feet after looking the way you did. I can't really, uh, account for how I did look. But, you know, I'm, I'm resilient, I keep hearing. Well, apparently you're still standing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were, uh, you, you, you'd had better days. You can put it that way and leave it there. Um, the Arbiter said that you came to see me. Or tried to. But I was unconscious. <laughs> Yeah, you were uh, unconscious, and, um, well, the appointed leader of your task force was 
rather adamant that you were not to be disturbed. Isn't that peculiar? Isn't it? Some real funny business, hmm? I do remember you asking me to look out for all that. Yeah, and? Oh, business just continues to get funnier. I'm laughing. Glad someone is. She is smiling, but there's only trepidation in her eyes. So, uh, you talked with Roth. Wanted to get the scope of what happened uh, on the mission from a first-hand, uh, explodee. <laughs> Means I was right there in the action, you know? Sure. Listen, um, what you did for the city, taking out those bastards from Olera Corp and all those marks, was good work. Oh, thanks. We need more cleaning house, but, uh, you know, they sort of look down on that sort of thing. That they have good reason to. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't. It would just be a lot easier. Anyway, I don't really think you're a good fit for regulation, if we're being honest here. What? Oh, I mean... Ah, uh, damn it. Um, I think you can do what better. She takes a second and cranes her neck back a little bit as she squints at her, trying to puzzle through what she's getting all right. at. All right, all right. Uh, so you can do well with the Wonderbolt stuff, you know, because you have to. Right. Uh, sort of mandatory at this point. You know, you can you can't get away from that, but it doesn't mean you gotta put your whole career on hold, right? I guess. I haven't really thought about it that much. It's been kind of a, a sprint from peril to peril. I haven't had much of a chance to uh, evaluate my career path. That's fair. Well, you've seen how much smoke and mirrors there is with Inquisition, so... Ooh, that's not my bag, I'll tell you what. Right, so... Isn't it more satisfying to just tackle problems head-on? Yes. That's what I've seen you do. It is my most effective way to handle problems by myself. Yeah. Well, uh, Joel could do that too, of course. He just, uh, you know, he was more of a social butterfly. Man of the people, yada yada. Yeah. But, uh, we could use more head-on problem tackling, if you ask me. Uh, I'm open to suggestions on how best to do that. But, I don't know where to start. I mean, you can follow procedure. You know, most of it's experience, specialized training, pacification. We have a much greater emphasis on combat situations, battle tactics. You know, we get called in when it's bad. When it uh, needs to be handled quickly. Oh. If you're interested in that sort of thing. Delegate, I'll tell you what, I don't think I'm going to be able to do very much under REITs. Yeah, uh, I'd be inclined to agree with that. See how that shakes out. You know, uh, just two gals having a hallway chat. She, like, puts her elbow towards her in, like, a, a friendly sort of way. Don't ruin this. Sorry, what's her fucking deal with me? Do you know? Because I don't. I don't know anything about REITs. Wine tighter than a... Shit, what's tight? Springs? Coils? You don't wind springs? Don't you? Oh, God. Do you not wind springs? She just <laughs> turns and starts to walk springs? down the hallways. <laughs> Reitz is, uh, I don't know. There's something about you got under her skin, maybe. I mean, I am a little grating, but... Well, no one's arguing that. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. She's got some sort of problem with you, but if she can't keep it under wraps, that's her fault, not yours. But uh, I know Roth ain't too happy with her right now. Yeah, he didn't sound very happy. He's, um, man. I, I didn't talk to him a lot back in the day, but he is a, a presence. Yeah. Not just because he's big, though. I mean, if he was smaller, I think it'd still be the same deal. Roth's about as tough as they come. I didn't know that he, um, I didn't know that he mentored you and Joel. I didn't even know you and Joel were, you know, growing up buddies. You truly have a way with words, Sedaris. I tend to cut through it, you know? Oh, maybe it's that's... direct. Maybe that's why Reitz doesn't like you. Oh, probably. I'm okay with it. Whew. For now. Oh, good. No, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Roth is... Roth is Roth. What's there to say? He's strong, he's smart, he knows what he's doing. Been around longer than anyone. Roth said he went up topside to look for Joel. Did he? That's what he told me. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find Jex either, I guess. Well, Jex makes more sense than Shin to me. Hmm. If Roth tried to find him and couldn't, that's a little surprising to me. It's a little surprising that he'd go up and try to find him on his own, too. But Roth does a lot of stuff on his own. I don't keep tabs on him. I wouldn't even try. Hmm. But uh, Jex, I mean, he's only been gone a couple of years now. He's probably living it up. And uh, Jex is a man that if he didn't want to be found, you wouldn't find him. Roth or no. Is he the kind of man that would just go and live it up? That wasn't the impression I got in my very brief meetings with him. What? Who? Jex. But uh, he's a man of purpose. If there was something he wanted, he'd go and do it. So if he wanted to go to the surface to see stuff, he'd go and do that. Hmm. Once he made up his mind, that's just how he was. So, pacification. I don't know if that's what Joel had in mind for me, but I don't think much about my life the past seven years is what Joel had in mind for me. I think a change of pace might be good for me. You know, Sedaris, I know Joel was important to you, but uh, you ought to think a lot less about what Joel had in mind for you and more about what you have in mind for yourself. Because he ain't here to tell you what to do. And even if he was, doesn't mean it's the right thing. You gotta make up your own mind. Between you and me, I think that's why I've been a little bit more of a mess than I would have been the past couple weeks. Why? Just, I've always had a, a, I don't know, a guiding influence, and I've been just very... adrift. A guiding influence? Is that some sort of code for slavery? No, more for mentors. <laughs> oh, right. Well... It's always good to have people to look up to, but end of the day, even your mentors are going to disappoint you. Hmm. Everybody's different. Everybody's got their own agenda. Just got to figure out where you draw the line. Pick out those nuggets of wisdom and leave the rest, you know? Yeah. What do they call it? Self, uh, self, um, assimile. Reflection? Awareness? No. Uh. Oh, I know you. Oh, fuck. Actualization? That's it. There we go. There you go. Yeah, nailing it. Well, yeah, so you want to do pacification, I think you'd be pretty good at it. You know, it takes work. Some advanced classes you got to go through and pass. You know, time on the job, approval. Bunch of hoops to jump through. But hey, if they can uh, if they can push Bolt Bulig through them, I'm <laughs> sure you'll be fine. I keep forgetting he's a pacifier. She makes air wow. quotes. With her two Yara fingers, she only has two. 
It's a dicey situation. One for each quotation mark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, still makes me sick that he's under my umbrella. I'm sorry about that. Damn. Yeah, me too. I just want to get rid of him. So you figure out how to get rid of him. Or, I don't know, put him in a broom closet somewhere. Something. I did have a thought about that. Oh, please. Anything. Anything? Just, what? what is it? What do you got? Okay, so there was something weird, right? Bolt doesn't know what Shazad is. And I know Bolt doesn't know what a lot of things are. But if I, maybe I can make him more interested in being an aspirant than a regulator. Seems like more fun. The hours are flexible. And people cheer for you when you do good things. I liked it. She pauses, walking through the hallway to turn back to you and says, You know his ideas. That ain't that bad. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. I, obviously, he's here for somebody else's agenda, but he's like a giant baby, I guess. You know, he puts something sparkly in front of him and it gets his attention and then he's happy enough, right? I feel like he's more like a, a buff bird. You just gotta breadcrumb him, right? Just from the one thing to the next thing. I don't know much about birds, but I'll trust you. They're pretty dumb. Except for parrots, they laugh at you when you trip downstairs, she says, <laughs> looking off into the distance. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can get rid of him that way, too, that sounds good to me. Do my best. I don't think it'll be that hard to sell. At the very least, it'll make whoever he's working for, you know, on the outside, make their lives a little more difficult. Sure. So what's Silas up to? Silas? Yeah. I don't know. I told him to take a nap. He didn't. Because why would he? He just looks wrecked. Yeah, I'm no a little kidding. worried. Quite frankly. Yeah, you're not the only one. Told us to go take care of this island bullshit, and then we did, and that's about where we're at. I haven't seen him today. Well, I guess I saw him this morning, but not since I've been back. Mm. And you think he's, uh, you know, he's doing all right? Aside from looking tired? I think so. I don't really know him that well, you know? Sure. Do I have to roll a lie? Because <laughs> she knows for a fact he is not doing well. Sure, go ahead and roll me a spirit. A spirit. Okay. Well, when you're almost back up at the main floor, Rasmus stops and turns around and fishes something out of her back pocket, slaps it onto your chest, and it's a, it's like a brochure or a pamphlet. She would look at it. There's a lot of purple on here. Basically, it's a brochure for the road to pacification. And it's like, so you want to be a pacifier, huh? <laughs> Ain't going to happen overnight, but um, if you're back in the city and this is what you want to do, and especially if you want to dig yourself out of this hole you found your way into, mm -hmm. then uh, maybe this is worth thinking about. I think I think this would be good for me. I'm going to, you know, I'll mull it over, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> Uh, mull away. Will do. I heard that there are a lot of, um, a lot of resources being pumped into the island, but honestly, I think we should be redirecting onto the water. Whatever's fucking with those moths, they took the boat. We don't know where it went. We don't know where any of those people are. I don't know if they're dead or not, but they're unaccounted for and they could come back. She nods. Well, I don't disagree with you on that. But uh, investigation's not my responsibility. That's whacked up between Roth and Silas. Hmm. It'll probably go on as long as they think it needs to, but I understand where you're coming from. You know, 
dangling mysteries like that, not knowing where it went, we should definitely get it accounted for. But uh, excursions deeper into the mountain... Sketchy. That's always a risky proposition, you know. It's a lighthouse for a reason. We don't really go beyond it just because, well, it's not as safe. It's riskier. There's less out there. But uh, maybe we don't have a choice this time. Even just stationing people on the water within the harbor. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably a given for now until we can figure out what to do with this damn tunnel. I mean, we gotta close it, right? We gotta do something with it. But we don't know if it's naturally occurring or if they, you know, dug it out themselves or how long it's been there, how long it would take them to dig another one. It's just a whole, it's a whole mess of questions, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just too close. Uh, it definitely is. Sedaris, this is, uh, this is some unprecedented stuff here. We don't have any kind of formal military outside of the regulators, and that's just a police force. We never really needed one before. And then a couple decades ago, we made contact with the surface for those resources, and uh, we've been able to keep the peace well enough. Being friendly with Alaricorp, they got a lot of bodies at their command, which starting to seem like a worse and worse proposition by the day. I'm not too keen on getting them involved to help us out with that, especially given, uh, well, you know, potential involvement elsewhere. Speaking of which, potential involvement and all that. Uh-huh. How you holding up about the whole Nima situation? Ugh. I... It... It had to be done. Right? Oh, sure. Maybe not feeling super great about it. Maybe I could ask better questions. Hey, you know what? We'll never know. I think we, uh... We could have gotten more out of her, but she was pretty determined not to go quietly... Yeah. So she made that impossible. We can only we can only try. We can't poke inside somebody's head like Silas. I mean, maybe we should have had an Inquisitor there. Maybe it would have been smart. But if she was willing to try and throw down in the room, she would have killed a lot of people on her way out. Could you make me a notice yes. at minus two? Five. As you're speaking, Rasmus is nodding at your words, and her brow is knit in thought. There's a moment where her expression just gets washed away. She's nodding and thinking, and then she blinks, and then her eyes flick back and forth, almost like she... It's like when you walk into a room and forget what you went into the room for, right? And you're just like, fuck, what was I doing here? Right. Can Athena turn on empathy? Sure. She wants to see if something's making her forget. Five... You turn on empathy. Her aura drifts outwards. It's a warm aura this time. Relatively muted in tones. In a resting state. Pensive, maybe some blue, as you two have been speaking. But that same distortion, that ripple that you saw before that was shared in some of the other auras is present. Shimmering just a bit more than it was before. Hmm. So there appears to be some sort of correlation here. Well, she doesn't want to break anything. She shouldn't in a place where she would be so easily killable. While you're doing that, Rasmus shakes her head a little bit and she says, Oh, uh, well, yeah, maybe. Hindsight 2020, right? Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. How are, how are you holding up, Delegate? It's been a week. Oh, well, none of my uh, 
subordinates have betrayed me as far as I know, so I got that going for me. That's always nice. Yeah. Been a bit livelier than we're used to around here. Can't tell you the last time I had to kill a rogue regulator. <laughs> I won't say I enjoy that, but uh, somebody betrays our ideals like that. They gotta go. We're supposed to protect the people of this city. Sometimes it's nice just to take a tactile action. Especially if it's against a Laracorp. If they're trying to dig their little claws into us. Who are those other regulators at the top of the spire? Hmm? There were some dead folks up there. Were they regulators too? Or were they... Which ones are these that you're talking about? She's referring to the ones that were covering Nima's wingsuit escape. The ones that were firing at Lepaco. Gotcha, gotcha. Back during that very hectic night. Rasmus sniffs, runs her tongue along her teeth. Oh, I thought you would have read the report, but I guess you've been sort of out of action. Turns out they were not, in fact, regulators. They had been, I don't know if smuggled in is the right word, because they probably just walked right in with Nima. Can't have been too hard for her to grab a couple of spare uniforms somewhere. Stolen some badges, something like that, and then just got them in. Were they tied to Alaricorp, or were they just random, random fuckers? She shakes her head. Mm-hmm. Just random from what we could tell. Maybe linked to one of these mercenary things, you know, outfits or groups, I don't know. They were nobodies, as far as we could tell. Probably what they wanted them for. Mm, probably. Disposable. Hey, uh, before you go, did Roth give you a job or something like that? A job? Yeah. Uh, he'd asked me to look into something, but he made it very clear it is a classified matter for right now. She nods pretty readily, understanding. Oh, you don't gotta tell me anything, but uh, if Roth gave you something to do... It's because he thinks you're the right person to do it. So, whatever it is, and you don't gotta tell me. Believe Roth. Trust in Roth. It won't steer you wrong. You never did for me. Athena's very suspicious, though. <laughs> She's very suspicious. Would it be too much to look at her with empathy one more time? Athena's just trying to scramble for any little shred of... Sure info she can she is curious she is curious 13 just call it nosy (laughs) (laughs) yeah her aura is still there no crazy changes i would say that there's some sincerity it appears as though she's being straightforward she blinks that off really quickly and before it's it's too long or too heavy a silence it's the it's good to know that there are people that you can trust and count on we gotta believe in each other. That's all we got, right? Yeah. Otherwise the city's... Well, that's all we got. That's all we need. Oh, we could use more trustworthy people. Well, there's that. It's kind of the concept as a whole. Yeah? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. She just feels like every time she continues to talk with Rasmus, she digs herself into a dipshit hole. It's kind of weird, because I don't, I don't really do this much, but... uh I'm sorry that you got involved in this this task force thing, you know, with Bolt. I probably should have done more to diffuse the situation as it was, but uh, things kind of happen pretty fast, so. Someone has to make sure he's not doing dipshit stuff. You can't be there all the time, right? No. You really want to be playing public relations right now? Oh, no. But if Bolt's gonna go on the news, 
He loves the news. That's his favorite thing. Yeah. Well, better learn to keep your cover and your cool. They'll get you. The news? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm pretty worried about that. Joel taught me a bunch of stuff. One of them was not talking to reporters. Well, he didn't like to do that, so that's not surprising. So, uh, I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, but, uh, mm. you know how we were talking about the press? Yeah. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah. So, get yourself ready. Mm-hmm. It's customary for, uh, the head of the investigation to be the one to address the crowd. Silas ain't looking too great right now, so we're gonna relieve him of that responsibility, and since it's the Wonderbolts, Bolt is determined to be involved because he's already been out spouting his mouth and things are just going to get worse if we don't keep a lid on it. Yep. And, uh, yep, that's, uh, it's going to be you because you were also out there. Uh, is there anyone else? No, it's gotta be me. God damn it. I mean, there's plenty other people, but, uh. Listen, if half the city already hates me already, let's just, I just, I'm just going to dig myself into this trench and it'll be fine. And she raises her hands to, like, calm herself down instead of somebody else this time. Since Silas isn't going to be there, Roth will be present. So it'll be you and Roth and Bolt, I guess, is one of those uh, publicity things that we agreed to when the deal was struck. So we're just having to creatively work around it now. Yeah, this checks out. Why wouldn't Bolt have to be there? I don't like it any more than you do, but the reality is that's the deal that was made. We gotta live with it. If you got a problem, might as well talk to your granddad. Did he arbitrate that? Yeah, I think he was involved with that. Of course he was. Oh, wonderful news. So, yep, you be back here bright and early. I gave you some, some talking points. And she points to the pamphlet, and there was, like, a little scrap of paper stuffed in there, too. <laughs> nice. A little list. Oh, thank you. I love a cheat sheet. I gotta say. Can she look at it? Sure. What does it say? Number one on the bullet list just says, don't fuck up. See, I thought it was gonna only say, don't fucking choke. <laughs> yeah, number one says, don't fuck up. And then it says, stick to facts. Don't let them sidetrack you. Don't mention Alericorp. These are solid talking points, and I will keep them safe right here, right in my pocket. Well, I'm sure Roth will give you more of a debrief tomorrow. Bright and early, Sedaris. Bright and early. Goodbye. No, it's hello. Oh, hello. There we go. Howdy, y'all. Back on the neon heat horse. <laughs> This week we had the same two artists we usually do, doing that good music work. Who are they, Pickle? Crockett and Waveshaper. And where can we find these fine folks? Find Crockett at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. Wonderful. What about Waveshaper? Waveshaper is at waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter and at waveshaper1.bandcamp.com. We are also on Twitter, did you know? Got the address if you could tell me that. I would love to. It's at RPG for you and me. Uh, we are on Patreon. Sorry, guys. It's a rainy day. I'm a little sleepy. I had some <laughs> black bean tacos. So I'm just, I'm mm. in sleepy town right now. So this is not my most coherent outro.
Delicious. Yes, we are on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Still searchable. Still searchable. Fancy that. We're continuing Absolute Zero. We're up to episode 16 for people who have access to the Patreon feed. Well, speaking of Patreon, thank you to Michael and Earth. Thank you, guys. guys. Hope you're enjoying. Sorry we had to take the week off, but you know, sometimes it gets hectic. We're back, and we're moving forward and Athena's going to have a really bad interview. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Probably not well with her general charisma level. Uh-huh. Neon Heat, of course, uses the Savage Worlds rule set. Holy shit. Do you know who- What? We... <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, who can be found where, Allie? Oh, do you mean at peginc.com? Peginc.com is exactly what I meant. Wonderful. Deadlands Dead... Kickstarter. Is that what you were going to yeah. say? It finished. It's done. It's done. They so. got so funded. So got... ludicrously funded. Well Good. done, Deadlands. Good job, everybody out there who likes Deadlands and supported it. And uh, anything else we got? Well, it's funny you should ask, because we do have a bonus scene this week. What's the bonus scene? No, we haven't done it yet. We haven't done the bonus no. scene? Oh, God, Allie. How <laughs> you lead me into that? <laughs> Fuck. Why did you even say that? Because we do one every week now. But Until they're done. I thought we had one in the backlog. I'm just no. like, no, we haven't done it yet. Well, fuck. I have a, a a personal announcement. Not the day that we're recording this, but the day when it's releasing is our anniversary, Pickle. Happy pre-anniversary. Happy pre-anniversary. Pre-anniversary. 525. It's easy to remember because five is a, you know, multiplied by five is a 25. 25 is divisible by five, yes. I mean, they're both accurate ways to say what I've said. Yes. (laughs) Who got there? Because that's what love is. Love (laughs) is Math. Love is et cetera. Love is everything else. Oh, that's really nice. (laughs) Everyone out there, we hope you're having just a really nice week and hopefully this is a good way to start it. Thanks for being here, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. The scene, the Kaida Claw. So the Kaida Claw, which is a butcher shop slash meat distributor owned and operated by Sekka Marv, who is Pavi's father, as well as Sekka Rui, who is Pavi's mother. It's been in the family for many years, and it's one of the uh, predominant charcuteries. Oh. It's not a word that they use in this world, probably, because it it's based in a no, French language. No, fuck. Boreas had a charcuterie board. Fuck, he did. Oh, it it my, does exist. I'm eating my delicious words mm. like they were a charcuterie board. We get a shot of the large, burly, and purple-skinned Sekamarv in the background, wielding a cleaver, cutting fine pieces of meat mm. into specified shapes and sizes. Damn fine. Where are you and Pavi? Athena is leaning over the case, looking in at all the delicious kind of meat. It's a full array. Athena likes the tail meat. She likes the thick cut, because you can, like, marinate it real good, and it just sucks up all that delicious flavor. Mm. Maybe Pavi is working here part-time occasionally, helping out like she does, and she's behind the counter. She's wearing a little paper hat. Oh my god, that's adorable. In a white apron that it does have blood stains on it, and you note that the blood stains clash horribly with her blood orange shade of hair. Athena would never say anything. Sure. Oh, what you looking at? I thought that was obvious meat. 
I, yeah, no kidding. Hey, what are you looking? Are you trying to get something specific or? I was gonna cook dinner. Cause okay. I mean, like I know like the tail meat's obviously the best. So that's what I'm gonna get. I mean, the tail meat is the chewiest. It's, you can really dig your teeth into it, you know? That's always good. Soaks up the flavor, but it's not quite as tender, you know? It doesn't have its own natural flavor. Hmm. That's more like the, the claw meat, or um, maybe the, the knuckle meat is uh, sort of the tenderest. Oh. She pulls her wallet out of her back pocket, and she opens it, and a fly comes out. And she's like, I don't know if I can afford knuckle meat today, <sighs> sweet poppy girl. I don't know if you can afford any meat with a fly. We don't we don't trade meat currencies. You me. can't trade it's a, fly a fly for It's not a fly, it's a moth. <laughs> Just a you tiny moth. You can't trade a moth for chitamine. That's not how that works. Not even for some tail. No. no I, can't, I, I mean, can't. I'll, I can get some, and you're welcome to share it. But would it be that tail meat I crave? I will get you some tail meat, but, but, you have to try some of the eyeballs. Some of the what? The eyeballs. You have eyeballs? Marv, you have eyeballs? There's one person at the opposite end of the counter who glances over at you. But Marv looks over from swinging his cleaver, blinks at you. Of course we got eyeballs. I got two of them right here. And he pauses with his mouth open in a grin, like <laughs> dad joke style. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. You know, you know, you've got all the good stuff here. But do you have eyeballs, though? Oh, um, yeah. I don't think I can eat that, Pavi. She looks back. Well, I mean, you don't want to eat them just straight up like that. You, uh, you... You smash them up into a paste or something, and you can spread it like a jelly. Athena gets slightly greener. Or or you don't need to do that at all. You can just have something different. Maybe uh, maybe some squumps. If you're feeling a little bit squeamish, you know, you can fill those right up. can just feel kind of squumpish, maybe. <laughs> he gives you a smile at that. You let Pavi know. Oh, I will. Pavi, squumps, please. Oh, Wait. daring today, are we? How badly could I fuck up cooking a squump with kaida tail in it? You would just cook it inside of it, as long as you get the temperatures and the times correct. You should be fine. Should be. I, I, I got this. She pulls a squump out by a tail and just slaps it on the counter. On like a paper? Yeah, on a paper. It <laughs> and it's just very fat. A very fat lizard. The squumps are the inflatable lizards who generally live in the water. Generally. But they do inflate be, like little balloons. Yes, they inflate like little balloons, which means they can be stuffed and filled with other delicious treats. She's got her duck in this bitch. <laughs> Pavi, I need a third meat. Oh, my. She steeples her fingers and... Well, there's always Domba. Nice mm. and greasy. Just It's a little stringy sometimes. Get stuck between your teeth. So we've got mammal, reptile, and whatever the fuck kaidas are. Insectoid? I think Crustacean, maybe? Crustacean, there we go. That's the surf and turf, baby. That's that's the main several food groups. Yeah. Well, I think they're Me? your only food, food groups, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can eat other things. I just, you know, I need meat. I've, just, I, I, I've never seen you enjoy a vegetable that much. They're just not as flavorful. I mean, meat, you just take it, you pull it right out, it's ready to go. Well, salty and savory. Mm. Mm. She's saying this. She like reaches a hand down to one of the counters in front of her and pulls a, a strip of meat. And Marv, is she supposed slowly to be doing puts that? It in her mouth. She's already shoved <laughs> it into her mouth when you say that. Her eyes are wide. Marv turns over to see what you're doing and Pavi's 
shoving at you, turning away, trying to chew furiously. <laughs> she takes her bag and runs away, paying nothing. <laughs> As Pavi chokes, trying to swallow to call out, and then just starts laughing. <laughs>